to your name. Again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples praise him. And again, Isaiah says, there shall come the root of Jesse, and he who arises to rule over the Gentiles. In him shall the Gentiles hope. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us go to the Lord and and, uh, you pray in your heart uh, this morning that the Word of God would would, uh, speak to you uh, as it already has. Uh, Let's pray. Father, this morning we come... We come, Lord, with thankful hearts. Lord, we come as a needy people. Lord, we're broken. Uh, this world is broken. Uh, even though we may uh, not want to see it, it is. And Lord, we know that uh, in our flesh dwells no good thing. But Lord, we also come this morning because we have just read from your word that you have had mercy on the Gentiles. And Lord, we praise you. We praise you for such great grace. And so, Lord, uh, just fill us this morning uh, with a love for one another. Uh, Lord, as we have been studying, uh, that we would accept one another. And, uh, Lord, because you're pleased with us, uh, help us, Lord, to, to glorify you and to praise you. Lord, we do lift up to you the needs of this church. And, Lord, we... Uh, think of those who are not here this morning because of illness, and and uh, we we just give them to you, Lord, and heal them, strengthen them, and uh, Father, for Janice as uh, uh, she still mourns for the loss of her brother, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, bless that woman, God, and that you would just be close to her, and that her family would uh, minister to her, and Lord, we just thank you again for her and and uh, what she uh, means to us, and what uh, I know, Lord, she's, she's even praying right now, because, uh, Lord, she's a prayer warrior, and I just pray, uh, bless her and keep her. And uh, so, Lord, minister to our hearts this morning as we just look into your word and give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's... Uh, uh, Just be honest with ourselves this morning. I want to uh, share some things. We're going to have a quick review that we what we saw last week. We saw uh, God's uh, uh, goal for the church was for it to glorify God. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. We saw. In Romans eleven thirty six, all things are from Him, through Him, and to Him. We also saw last week uh, five things Paul does to help us build up uh, each other, to build up others, and uh, to become the kind of people uh, that glorify God. Are we the people that are glorifying God by the way we treat others, denying our Self, self-denying servants who glorify God in this way. He draws, uh, as we saw last week, he, 
uh, draws our attention in verse 3 uh, to Christ. Uh, and of course, Christ uh, did not please himself, that verse says, and he did for us what we could not do for ourselves. He took our wrath and uh, the reproach, and uh, we just uh, come together praising him for that. You know, really a book and a whole sermon could be made off of each one of those points. I, I want you to know that. And uh, books have been written on each one of these points. And so uh, there's much more here. But he reminds us, secondly, uh, how important the Scriptures are. And they have the power in verse 4 to change us. They're powerful to produce endurance and encouragement, also in verse 4, that we might keep fighting the good fight of faith. Fourthly, we see if we are to have sacrificial love and glorify God, we must have Christ-exalting hope. We must have hope in Christ. And that's what Paul is telling us today. We Gentiles, did you see that? In, uh, uh, in verse 12, in Him shall the Gentiles hope. Why? Because the Scriptures tell us that. And Paul, being a Jew, is writing this, and he, uh, is re- this is revealed to him. And uh, he is sharing that. And so we can have the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Titus 2.13. So let us not forget that. Uh, This is hugely important in our lives. And then lastly, we saw by his example, Paul prays uh, for all this to happen. Because it's God who is working in us. God must do it. And we are to give him the glory that's found in verses 5 and 6. And now in verse 7, Paul exhorts us to welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. And so he's saying basically, okay, Jews and Gentiles, uh, welcome each other, love each other, accept one another, uh, be hospitable to one another, uh, Is there one before this? Maybe not. All right. And and first, uh, uh, in First Peter, uh, he talks about uh, doing this. That uh, uh, anyway, and, and uh, so if we have sacrificial love and glorify God, we must have Christ exalting hope. Yeah, I skipped the the verses. Hebrews twelve two, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith who for the joy set before him, did you notice that? That's the hope. Who for the joy set before him. That was hope. He, he hoped. Uh, uh, and it was joyful for Christ to die for us. This was the hope that he was looking forward to. And he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And he has done that for us. And we need to uh, have this same hope In in Colossians 1, we saw that last week. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints because of what? The hope laid up for you in heaven. You see, that's why we do. Because we we have our eyes fixed on Christ. And that's huge. Every day, fix your eyes on Christ. He is your hope. He is the hope of everybody. Jews, Gentiles, everybody He is the only hope we have. There is no other hope. Now you may be putting your hope in something on this earth, but it passes away. 
It is not going to meet. It is not going to fulfill uh, your desires. Uh, and so that's hugely important. And, uh, and then he says, pray for all this to happen. Uh, uh, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed uh, you. And he says, be hospitable. Be hospitable. First Peter 4, 9, be hospitable to one another without complaint. And so uh, open your arms, he says. Uh, draw people to yourself in love uh, because of what God has done for you. And this glorifies God. You see, it's glorifying to God when we receive each other and love each other. Why? Because we're showing other people how great God is. You see, that's what you're doing. He loved me when I was uh, wretched, sinful, uh, shaking my fist in his face. He died for me. And you see, that will allow me, in trusting and believing in Christ, will allow me to treat other people uh, the same way. And so I hope, I hope that we will hope in God and uh, that uh, we will be motivated. And Paul wants to motivate this behavior of love by these Jews and Gentiles. And he says in verse 8, he says, the Jews uh, need to see that Christ became a servant to them to show God's truthfulness in in order to confirm the promises given to the fathers. And, uh, this, you know, what Paul is doing is saying, okay, Jews, okay, Gentiles, here is why you should act and be hospitable, loving to one another. And we as Gentiles need to thank God for the Jews and not look down on them, uh, uh, tell jokes about them because Jesus was a Jew and he is our Lord. And our Savior. And he became incarnate as a Jew. Uh, Galatians 4, 4 and 5 puts it this way. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman. You see, became incarnate, born under the law. And notice, so that he might redeem those who are under the law. That we might receive adoption as sons. So the Jews have much to be thankful for. Christ did this for them. Also, Jesus came as a Jew to serve the Jewish people and uh, to give his life a ransom for many. We find in Mark 10, 45, it says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to what? To serve and to give his life a ransom for many. The King of kings, Lord of lords, the creator of the universe, did not come here to be served, but to serve. Are you better than him? No. Absolutely not. You're not. If he humbled himself in that way, how much more should that humble us to be like him and not be at each other, judging each other, condemning each other, looking down on each other, but accepting each other, loving one another. 
This is, this is what Paul's desire is for both these groups of people who are in this church. And he wants it for us as well. He's speaking to, he's speaking to us. Even when we have differences on, on uh, doctrine or anything else, except one another on non-essential things. We, we had several sermons back, we talked about that. And so, uh, Jesus confirmed the promises of God. We find this in uh, Galatians 3, uh, 16, and it puts it this way. We found that every promise to Abraham is found in Christ. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say unto seeds as referring to many, but rather to one and to your seed, that is Christ. Everything promised to Abraham is found in Christ. Are you in Christ? And you have the promises of Abraham. By faith. For uh, uh, Andrew uh, just came to me. I think it's Philippians 3, 9. He talked about that. Just read that. Because we're justified by, by the righteousness. The righteousness of Christ comes to us by faith. And that is, that's important to understand. The ransom that Christ paid, secured and confirmed, and it confirmed all the promises of God. It secured, it paid for. Christ did this to uh, vindicate the truthfulness of God. That's another thing it did. Some of these I'll pass over and not spend much time on, but I want you to, to meditate more on them. Fifthly, Jesus showed mercy to the Gentiles. Hallelujah. <laughs> did you see that? Where that's found? He said, for I say that Christ has become a servant to the circumcision. Yeah, but did you notice verse 9? And for the Gentiles to glorify God for His mercy. Whoa. Is God a merciful God? He sure is. He did not have to die for us. Salvation could have been just for the Jews only. I mean, it could have been. And he would have been just in doing that. But no, he died. He died for us as well. And so uh, uh, we need to see and understand that. He is merciful to us. And uh, when the, we Gentiles put our faith in Christ, the Jewish Messiah, uh, we become offspring of Abraham and heirs of all the promises of God. In other words, you don't become a stepchild. You know? No. All the promises are yours in Christ. And we saw that when we went through Galatians. Uh, as a matter of fact, Galatians 3, 28 and 29. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Aren't you glad? Amen. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you, Jew and Greek, Jew and Gentile are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants. Do you belong to Christ's congregation? Amen. Yes, you do. It's secure. It's certain. Then you're Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. That's Paul. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Because... Uh, without Christ, we would be hopelessly lost. But now, 
Paul gives these four passages from the Old Testament here concerning the Gentiles uh, uh, so that they can hope and have a sure hope. That's in verse 12. In him shall the Gentiles hope in Christ because he says, and there shall come the root of Jesse, uh, that is the Messiah, and he will arise to rule over the Gentiles. See, he is our Lord. He is our Lord as well. To him shall the Gentiles hope. Are you hoping in Christ this morning? Is he your hope? Ask yourself that this morning. The promise is that Gentiles, not just Jews, will hope in the Messiah. So basically Paul's saying, so be amazed, Jews and Gentiles. Christ has not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for both Jews and Gentiles. Christ accomplished this salvation by serving. He accomplished this by serving. Let me ask you, uh, are you serving? Are you being served? Are you a giver? Are you a taker? I mean, that's convicting to me. That is very convicting to my heart. Christ is our example of how we should serve each other to imitate him. But more importantly... Christ served us by dying in our place so that the burden of sin would be lifted and we would have the hope it takes to be the kind of welcoming people that we should be. You know what? When you're hoping in Christ, when you're hoping in Christ, you're going to be a welcoming person. I really believe that. And if you're not, you're going to be judgmental, standoffish, not getting involved in relationships with other people. Think about it. Do you have the hope it takes to be a welcoming kind of person? Why? Because Jesus is your hope. He is your hope. That's how important it is. That's the introduction. <laughs> Romans fifteen thirteen is where I really want to deal with. He's, Paul has said all of that to say this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. In other words, as you trust Christ is what he's saying. In believing So that you would abound in hope. In other words, that it would be overflowing in your life to other people. By the power of the Holy Spirit. You must have the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope. Now this is his prayer. Notice back in verse 5 and 6 he says. And it's the same Greek construction. He says in verse 5. Now may the God who gives uh, perseverance and encouragement. Now, another prayer is in verse 13. Same construction. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. This is his prayer for us. And it's hugely important. It's so, so important. And he's offering this prayer. What is he asking God to do? He wants your life to be filled with joy and peace. 
And he, you know, this is just not come to, come to Sunday, uh, uh, a trite saying, you know, be filled with joy and peace. Peace, brothers and sisters. No. He really wants you to be filled with joy and peace. Amen. Where does that come from? Hoping in Christ. If you're not at peace this morning, your hope probably not in Christ. If you're seeking joy and peace in other places from other people, think about it. Be honest. I want us to be honest this morning. Because one day we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And you won't be able to hide it. That mask that you have on possibly will be lifted off. How is in your heart this morning? Be honest. What would it what would need to change in, in your life for you to be truly happy? What would need to change in your life for you to be truly happy? And, you know, we think, oh, well, if, you know, if my, my wife would just stop, if my husband would just stop, if I had a husband or a wife, you see. Where is your happiness this morning? Is it failure of other people's to make you happy? Look inward, you know, because it hurts when we look inward, doesn't it? I mean, when, when we have to see ourselves as we really are, it hurts. And we know there's a pain there. And we have to say, I'm wrong. I need help. Somebody, please, God, help me. And cry out to God. You see, that's humility to be able to do that. It's hard to do. We live in this broken world with broken people. And we, we spend our, our time as Christians trying to cover it up. It, you know, like it doesn't exist. No, it exists out there. Amen. There is a broken world with broken people who need Christ. Amen. What are we doing? What are we doing? There really is a need in this world, for joy and peace. Amen. In John 7, 37 and 38, there's an interesting thing here, and I want to ask you this morning, are you thirsty? Do you hunger? And, and David read about that and talked about that a little. Are you are you hungry and thirsty? Because you know what? If you're not thirsty, you're not going to be filled. Amen. It's not just osmosis, you know, like take your head off and pour it in. No. You've got to be thirsty. And this is what Jesus did. Now, the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, see, you have to be thirsty. Let him come to whom? To Christ. And what? Drink. Drink. He who believes, believes in me, as the scripture said, 
from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Are you thirsty? It's only the thirsty that Jesus fills with joy and peace. It's only the thirsty that Jesus fills with joy and peace. You know, we settle for happiness when things go well. That's not joy and peace. Because happiness disappears when things don't go well. It's interesting in church, you know, you can come to church and be spiritual. You can be in charge. You can have a stiff upper lip. Having a stiff upper lip is not a fruit of the Spirit. (laughs) <laughs> it really isn't. But we do it, you know. We do it. We play church. and Somebody says, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine. When, we, when it's broken and we're hurting and we need somebody to lay hands on us and pray for us and, and, and hear our pain, but we, we have this mask on. We want to look good. And so we're not vulnerable. We don't humble ourselves. But we need to. We need to confess our faults one to another. I've got faults. Did did you know that? Amen. <laughs> you didn't have to say it so loud. <laughs> no, I really. Yes. But we play dodgeball. You know. We just we we don't let it hit us. We don't look inward. Everything's fine. It's not. But Paul is talking about filled here. Filled. Filling up your cup. And it's not just talk. It's not just talk. 1 Corinthians 4.20, Paul says, For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but what? In power. There is a power. The Holy Spirit can change you. You know, some of you have been living with something for 20, 30 years and you think, you know, God just can't change me. It's, it's, uh, it's over. Uh, I'm past, you know. No, He can change you. He did it to me about 10 years ago. And I had bitterness and angry and hatred towards people. And uh, I was uh, miserable. And yet God touched me and gave me a love for all those people. He took all that bitterness away. And he'll do it, and he'll do it for you. I promise you, boy, he did it to me. And you don't find anybody more stubborn than me. My dad can probably tell you that growing up. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's not talk, but it's power. What must you do to receive that power, uh, that joy and peace? Very simple. It tells us here in verse 13, and I want you just to meditate on it. It says, believing Trust in Jesus. Hope in God. Receive Him. What is, the, what is the work God calls us to do? What is the work that He calls us to do? Therefore they said to Him, What shall we do so that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in Him or me whom He has sent. Believe in Him. That's the work that God wants us to do is to believe and he says that here in verse 13 as well. 
Did you see that? Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust Him in believing that you will abound in hope. You begin the Christian life by trusting Christ. You, can, you, you continue your life trusting Christ. In your ends, your life trusting Christ. It's all about faith. Philippians 3.9. It's all about faith, as, as uh, uh, Andrew did uh, so, so well yesterday in his devotion. Uh, if you believe that Christ has done enough on the cross for your sins, that you need not add anything to it, but receive him alone as Lord and Savior. And if you trust him alone for your life, he will produce in your life joy and peace. I've got to do something. Yeah, believe. Trust. Hardest thing. Because we want to fix it. We want to help it. God hadn't done enough. I've got to do more. You know, I've got to, I've got to read my Bible more. I've got to, I've got to uh, not that those things aren't good, and they are, and we should do that. But, uh, uh, no, it's by trusting. It's by trusting. And, and, and uh, <clears throat> your work in this passage is not to produce joy and peace. Your work is not to produce joy and peace. You know, you can't go to you can't go and produce it. It just ain't gonna happen. I've tried it, it doesn't work. Paul tells us here uh, to be filled with joy and peace. Your action is simply to receive. It's kind of like a cup. You just fill it up, Lord. Fill it up. And he calls us just to simply believe. Believe on Christ. Luther, Martin Luther, was a man who found joy and peace. You read anything about Luther? He tried to do everything to appease God, from laying out in the snow naked to, uh, oh, well, you, could, you know, you can read about it, but there was no joy and peace. See how Luther says faith is the source of joy and peace. It's faith, he says. He says, the first and highest and most precious of all good works is faith in Christ, as it says in John 6, 28 and 29, up here. What is the work that God wants from you this morning? He says that you believe in Christ. What does it mean to believe in Christ, Luther says? Now, when we hear that, we even preach it, we pass it over and think nothing of it and think it's easy to do. But actually, we need to pause a long time and think, for in this work of faith, all good works exist. And from faith, these works receive a broad goodness. We must make this absolutely clear. We find many who fast and pray and do this and that lead a good life in the sight of their fellow men, and yet if you were to ask them if they were quite certain that what they were doing was well-pleasing to God, they would say no. 
Listen to what he says about that. Now, let me ask you, are you pleasing to God? I ask you that this morning, as Luther did. Are you pleasing to God? And he says, if there is any hesitation in your heart before you can say, I am completely acceptable to God for eternity, then you need to learn faith. Isn't that beautiful? Brethren, let me tell you this morning, if you're in Christ, you're perfect. Read Hebrews 10. You're perfect. You're accepted. You're loved. You're adored by God. You're His child. Not because you come to church. Not because you do this, that, or the other thing. But your hope is in Christ. Your hope is in Christ. Almost done. Remember I said, you know, is there something in your life that if you could have it or get rid of it, you'd be happy? If only, the if onlys, if my wife would change or if my family would change or if my church would change, if the preacher would preach what I want him to preach or we could just make that list forever. The answer that we need, though, is that we need to hear and preach to ourselves daily the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace. It is the gospel of grace. It's not a gospel of works. You cannot please God by what you do. You please God by believing that Christ is enough. If you are not having joy and peace you are not trusting Jesus as you should. And this morning I call you to repentance. Trust Christ. Trust Christ. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? That salvation is by grace alone. Through faith alone. In the shed blood of Christ alone. To the glory of God alone. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I close with, with these uh, passages from Psalm. Write these down. Uh, and ask ourselves this from Psalm 42, 1, 2, 5, and 11. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. Is that true of us? My soul what? Thirst for God. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? What does he say? Hope in God, he says. For I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him the help of my countenance. And my God. What is the center of your life? What is the center of your life? What is your life all about? I ask you this morning. Is it Christ? Is it Christ? Let's pray. Father, this morning, Lord, this is convicting to me because, Lord... I know in my own heart that I'm a 
a sinful man. I know I, I fail you every day. Uh, I, I don't pray the way I should. I don't read my Bible the way I should. And Lord, I know uh, that I fail you in so many ways. But Lord, this morning I do come without hesitation, knowing and hoping in Christ because He is my joy. He is uh, my peace. He is my all in all. And I pray, Father, if there's anyone here who has never trusted Christ, who have, who have never experienced that joy and peace, that you would so work in their life that they would live here, leave here full, being overflowing with joy and peace because they're overflowing with Christ. They have fixed their eyes on Him. God, help us to do that every day, to preach the gospel to ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.